0: Hi, Rev Judah here with Bavakama, Perak Yud, Mishnah Bet. Uh, our Mishnah continues on with the discussion of stolen or lost property and its recovery. Today, the, the key concept we need for today is that of Yehush. Uh, some may be familiar with the word Yehush from a reasonably popular Rabbi Nachman song, Ein Shum Yehush ba'olam Klau. There's no Yehush in the world at all. Yehush means despair. Rabbi Nachman is making a philosophical statement that one should never despair. In a halachic sense, Rabbi Nachman makes no sense. Uh, he must have learned Bavakama, Bav Metziah. Yehush is very much much a legal concept. Uh, what it means legally, despairing of an object means if you've lost something or it's been stolen from you, and you haven't yet given up, haven't yet had yeush on recovering it, then uh, then even when somebody finds it, they don't really acquire it. So imagine you drop something in the street, and six months, a year go by, and you haven't given up on finding it. You're still looking for it. Then. The person who found it is actually holding your property. If you give up on it, let's say a person loses a five-dollar bill, and they give up on it, ah, whatever, it's gone by now. Then the person who finds it has the right to acquire it. Uh, it's hard to know when can you assume that somebody's given up on it, when can you not assume. Good question. But only once the owner, the original owner, has given up on the item, can the finder or thief actually acquire it. That now it's theirs. If it's a the thief, they still owe it back. Um, but otherwise, it still belongs to the owner. It's in someone else's hands. So with that kind. To mind, we dive in. So let's say these uh, these tax collectors we talked about, who are basically bullies, uh, walk around and they come and they say, I'm appropriating your donkey. And then someone says, you know what, I'll, I'll give you a different one. I like your donkey. I'm giving you this other one that's a little weaker or just whatever it is. I'm giving you this other one. So the mission says you can actually keep the one that you're given. Why? It's not your donkey. Yeah, but we assume that the original owner has given up on it. They don't think they're ever getting it back from this ruffian tough guy. And so now it belongs to the tough guy. It's wrong, but it belongs to the tough guy. And now he can give it to you while he steals or basically takes yours. So too, if Thieves steal your garment, and then give you one in exchange for whatever reason. Um, they leave one. So you can keep it now because you assume that the original owners have given up on getting these things back. Now, if you have reason to believe that they have not given up, then uh, then of course you should try to give it to them. It belongs to them. You should give it to them. And even if you know that they have given up but you know whose it is and you're a really good person, you can be exotic and return it to them. You just don't have to the assumption is that they've probably given up on it. Continuing on, So let's say you rescue things from floodwaters. Unfortunately, this has become very, very uh, relevant in the uh, recent time and years, um, or from you know, a stream that's overflowing. So you assume that the owner has given up on that thing, that it's flooded, that they've given up on it. And if you rescue something, you can keep it. Similarly, if you save it from, a, uh, from, an, from an army that's coming through, or from, other, from thieves, from robbers, if you save something, you assume that the owner has already given up on it, then, uh, and if you, or if you believe, the reason to believe they've given up on it, then you can keep it. Again, you could be a and return it, but you don't have to. I'm going to so, have uh, Yochad and Mabroka. So this is interesting. We're talking now about a swarm of bees. You have a beehive on, uh, on Shimon's property. And they fly, the the bees fly and are migrating into Ruvan's property. Now, it's a little odd because they're they're wild, but they're in Shimon's property. So they kind of belong to Shimon. They've been there for a while and he's been, I don't know, using the honey, etc. So if uh, if they fly to Ruvan's property and they start a up shop, Ruven can claim that they're his. However, if you have any basis of information, could be a woman, could be a child. It doesn't have to be normal, legal uh, testimony. If you anyone who says, by the way, those bees, they came from over there. They came from Shimon's field. Then uh, we believe them, and they have to be returned to Shimon. Not only that, Shimon is allowed to trespass, to enter Reuven's property, to go bring back his bees, to, to chase after them and try to bring them back. But, if he, go, he enters Reuben's property to try to get his bees back, and while he's chasing them, he trips over things, knocks them over, breaks them, he has to pay the damages. According to Avyohanim uh, Broka, when Shimon enters Ruven's field to get his bees, he can't willingly and consciously destroy things in order to get the bees and just figure, I'll pay him back. So you can't cut branches, you can't cut branches and say, I'll pay him for them, I just, I need to be able to get to the, the bees, and the branches are in my way. Rabbi Shmal, the son of Yochadim and disappeared. disagreed, I'm sorry, and said, can actually willingly choose to cut things and break them and say, I will pay them back, but I need to get to my bees that have escaped my property, and uh, this is what I have to do and I'll just pay him back the cost of it.